Your call is now live. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Phil Puma, core coach um, out of the Charlotte, North Carolina area. Um, And today we're going to be talking about leads. So it's the afternoon. You know, hopefully you guys got some lunch and have a ton of energy to sit here and listen to uh, leads and then also take some notes down. And and if you have any questions throughout the time, just go ahead and um, let me know. Jot those down and there will be times throughout the process where I will open it up for questions. So um, obviously at the level we are, we're realtors and coaches. We just have to make sure that we have full energy the entire day. I always tell people to make sure they start their day off right. I started my day off today at 5 a.m. running five miles, um, dropped my son off at school, and then right back in here at work, and I'm in the office by about 7.30 and 8 every day, um, just plan my day, and then have my team meeting at 9, and then right after my team meeting, I go right into making my phone calls. And it needs to be just set, and you need to get it done. Making your phone calls, if you are not prospecting, you're not going to have consistent lead flow. So you need to make sure every day you're prospecting for leads. So we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So prior to me getting involved with the core, um, I was chasing a lot of Internet leads, chasing a lot of cold business. And my mindset there was, and I'd been in the business a while, I was kind of stagnant at that 10 to $12 million, um, but I was chasing Internet leads and cold leads because I felt they need to buy now. So while I was focusing all my time and attention on cold leads, I was not giving the time and attention to my previous clients, to my database that I should have. So at that point, my conversion from my leads was about 5%. And that's just a good guess. It probably was a lot less because at that point I wasn't tracking and figuring out what I was doing. At that point, I was working about 70 hours a week. And again, at that 10 to $12 million mine, um, point. Um, but... With the core, I kind of changed my mindset and said, hey, you know what? I am going to talk to the people that know me, like me, will do business with me, and refer me. So I started getting involved with calling my previous clients, taking care of my previous clients, and that's totally changed my business to a warmer referral business, which resulted in a much higher conversion. I'm about 18 to 20% on conversion now. Again, some of that is still cold leads. I think it's nice icing on the cake, but I think 75% of our business needs to be warm business. And I'm going to tell you what you need to do to make sure that you're getting that. And it's not going to happen overnight. It's one of the things that our process has to start. And eventually 75% of our business will be warm. Now, from working on warm business versus cold business, I have been over 90 million in sales the last three years in a row. Um, my hours have gone down. They're about 50, depending on the week. Sometimes they're 40, sometimes a little more, but about 50 on average. So I'm working a lot less and doing a ton more business. And it's so much more fun when you're working with people that know you, like you, that will refer business and do business with you. What we have to do when we get a lead in, no matter what the source is, I want to make sure you're treating that lead like gold. I think a lot of us just take leads for granted and we're calling them once. We don't call them right away, so we need to call them ASAP. Speed to lead is huge, no matter if it's a referral or no matter if it's cold lead. Also, if we get a referral, so many of us aren't calling that referring source. You need to call who gave you that lead. Thank them. You need to make sure you're thanking that referring source. A lot of us will thank them after it closes. 
but we want to thank their process of referring you out. Because if they refer someone to you and you don't thank them, it never closes, they might not, thank, they might not refer you someone else again because you didn't thank them. So I need to make sure that you guys are out there thanking your referral sources, calling the lead right away. The other thing is so many of us out there are giving up way too early on calling a lead. Sales statistics show that 80% of sales are made from the 5th to 12th contact. That's 5th through 12th. So many of us aren't even making that 5th call. And there's a possibility of you getting that buyer or seller and not getting that buyer or seller. So make sure you and your teams and everyone in your office is making more calls. All right? You just have to make sure you're continuing to call people to get in touch with them. Once we do get in, in contact with them, we need to make sure we're building rapport right away. Trust is super important when you're trying to secure a client. That first few seconds of the conversation is critical, um, and you need to make sure that we're asking questions so that we can find out exactly how we can build rapport with them, how we can find out exactly what their real estate needs are. If we're not doing that, we're not going to be able to set up the appointment because that's going to be our main goal. We want to set up an appointment. We want to get as much information as we can to be able to set up a face-to-face. -face. So there's no way for you to be able to know how to sell them if you don't know exactly why they're making a move, why they're buying a house, why they're selling their house. We need to know the why behind it. Perfect example, um, to me, um, upsizing is not a why. There's a reason. Are they having a baby? Are they adopting a child? Do they want to get another dog? You need to know the why behind it. Do they want to get closer to work? Um, you need to find out the real why because then you can always continue to sell on that when you're in that appointment. Um, you know, or if they're downsizing, kids are going to college, you need to find that out. It's not just downsizing. Why are they downsizing? Um, so really finding out what their needs are and why it is is really going to allow you to continue to sell once you get that lead. But after you're done, get as much information as you can, then set the appointment. And you really want to get face-to-face. -face. We get face-to-face -face a lot with sellers right away. Buyers, sometimes we don't. Hey, I'll send you some MLS sheets. That's it. We need to get face-to-face -face with a buyer, too, because they're out there. They could be shopping. Another realtor can grab them. You need to make sure that you're getting face-to-face -face buyers and or sellers. So once we get a lead in, the one thing we need to make sure we're doing is tracking that lead. Prior to the core, again, I'll go back to that point. My leads were on sticky notes. They were on scratch pads. And you guys have probably done this, too. They're on back of receipts in my car. Anything I can write on. They were there. Obviously, I lost many of those. If they're not being tracked properly, you're not going to be able to make sure you're following up properly. There's no way you're going to call them more than once if you lost that lead after calling them once. All right? So make sure, write it down. Here in the core, we use the lead tracker. So every lead, anyone who says, hey, I'm thinking about buying today, if they're thinking about buying in the next year, you still write them down in your lead tracker because you're not going to remember a year from now if you don't track the lead today. The day you get the lead, it needs to be tracked. It needs to be written down on your lead tracker. Um, our lead trackers, and you can get them from the core. Obviously, if you're, you guys are all in the core, you have them. Making sure we're writing the name. Making sure we're writing the source. Making sure we're documenting how many times we call them and do not stop until at least 12. You need to make sure you're calling 
enough. On our lead trackers, when we have a hot lead, that lead needs to be circled. So many of us are even in the program aren't doing this. Circle that lead so when you flip back and you call the previous month's leads, call those circled ones first. Call those circled ones first. Those are your hot leads. There's someone that you know is ready to go, um, so make sure we're circling our hot leads. Obviously, if we get a transaction out of them, then we star them on our lead tracker. But at the bottom, we want to make sure on our lead tracker that we have goals set and that we're obtaining and trying to hit those goals, okay? And the sources of our leads here, and we're going to go through them more in detail um, of each source of lead, how we get them, um, what we're saying to them, when they call them, um, it's huge. So for us, too, when a lead comes in um, and we log in on the lead tracker, the one thing we do, and you need to differentiate yourself, we're making a phone call, but as soon as we make that phone call um, to the client and also or to the potential lead and our referring partner, we also send a video out to both. Videos are huge. If, you're not, if you have not implemented videos in your business, you need to do it ASAP. So a thank you video automatically goes back out to the referring partner, whoever that was, previous client or business partner. And then we send the video um, to, um, right exactly to the lead, and it introduces me, introduces the team, everything that we do for them, um, a little quick intro of the team, along with some testimonials at the end. Testimonials are great. Testimonials from previous clients saying with what a great experience they had. There's so many people out there, whether they're referred in, especially if they're cold, you need something else to differentiate yourself to make sure that they go with you, um, which I videos, add videos. You need more than just that phone call. Um, emails to me, I, I, I mean, I'm not crazy about them. I think they're a waste. I'm in email maybe five minutes a day, and you see that I'm doing 90 million. You do not need to be in email eight hours a day like many people are, so you do not need to be in email. So on our lead tracker, and I'm going to go over these type of leads more so, um, current client referrals are huge. If you have clients that you're showing, if you have clients that you have listed, if you have clients under contract, those are current clients. We should be asking for business throughout the process. Anytime we're doing something great, we need to, we need to make sure we're asking for business throughout that process. You and your team is just not going to be up to you. We're going to go over our status calls, which we make on Tuesday, and make sure we're asking for business. That's when they're super excited. Again, prior to the core, I never called my previous clients, and we'll go over what, where we're at on Tuesdays. Um, I was not calling my previous clients. I definitely wasn't asking them for business because I wasn't calling them. It was really after, at the end of the, of the uh, closing, is when I really asked for business. Um, so previous client referrals, that's once they're done with with uh, the process of buying or selling, and they're referring you, um, previous client or another friend, family, whoever that might be, um, coworker, and we'll go over. We really call previous clients on Thursdays. Um, previous client coming back for business again. You're hoping they come back for business, and I'm, you're hoping they refer um, their friends, family, and coworkers, personal friends. Um, this is a huge lead source for me. I think you need to be out in, in your community. Um, you need to be out getting active in your community, knowing people, getting involved in stuff, getting involved in events. We, um, that's one of the things that we obviously track on your greatness tracker, make sure you're involved in events. For me, I do rotary. Um, I, like I mentioned this morning, I went out to run this morning. I was running with um, 13 other guys. So to me, that is my personal friends. You can get business from them. Um, obviously, you already have some type of common bond. So make sure you're involved. I coach a lot of my kids' sports. 
um, a lot of meet a lot of friends that way. Obviously, get business that way. So personal friends um, should be a source of your business. Other realtors across the country, out of your area, um, obviously you should be getting some referrals from them, leads from them. Ad business is any type of ad business. We're getting. Um, and that could be internet, it could be a sign call, it could be open house, anything that didn't come as a warm part of business. And that should be maybe maybe 20, 25% of your business, where all the warmer stuff should be about 75. Your, all your business contacts, and we'll go over all the various business contacts that we can get leads from, um, and then builders is huge. And I know across the country there's various big-time track builders or uh, smaller high-end builders. There's so many builders out there um, that we can really help in many different ways. So that's really all the lead sources that you can get business from. Um, we're going to go more into detail on how and when we call them and how we obtain business from them. But I want to make sure you are tracking leads. Make sure that every lead you get, you track it. So before we get into um, our theme days and who we call and how we get leads from them, um, I'm going to open it up for any questions up to this point. Um, and you hit star one to go into the question queue, and I can answer any questions. It could be a question off a different topic, but I would love them around um, lead tracker, off of your lead tracker um, and tracking leads, sourcing leads, you know, calling on off of your lead tracker the previous month. Um, so I'm going to open up for questions, star one, for any questions on the lead tracker. And if there's no questions, Kevin, any questions in there? If not, I'm going to move on to the next section. Let's see. Well, I'm gathering one name right now, and there are several questions that are coming in. So give me just Perfect. one more second, and I have that name for you. Perfect. I thought everyone was, for a second there, I thought everyone was just perfect on their lead tracker, which was, which was making me super happy. But I guess we got some questions, which is always good, too. Guys, after, after Lead Tracker, we're going to get into um, theme days and then also get into talking a little bit about appointments and converting appointments when we do get face-to-face -face, um, with our referrals and leads. So, But Lead Tracker was a game changer for me because um, I was getting so many leads in, I wasn't even following up with any backlog leads. But um, it's just huge, the amount of business that we can get just from calling old Lead Trackers. If you've got a stack of them, um, go back, call one from, from the previous year. Um, it's just huge. We got some some people in the queue there, Kevin? Uh, we do. Just one second. Um, the main person that we had dropped out, so let me grab these others. Just one moment. All right. Feel free to stay in the queue, ask questions. I won't bite. <laughs> And don't think any question is stupid. If you have a question, I'm sure someone else here on the call has that same question. So,
as Kevin's getting someone in there, I'm just going to start actually talking about um, theme days. So on Monday, we're calling our top 50 VIP, which are favorite people in our lives that know us, like us, and will send business to us. And we'll kind of go over who those VIPs are. Tuesday mentioned it earlier, it's going to be our status calls. We're going to talk about that call on our current clients, previous clients, clients in the process. Um, Wednesday is going to be any, and this is when we're going to be calling off a lead tracker, which we're talking about now, calling any of our hot leads or old leads, um, going through that. Um, Thursdays, this is my favorite day, calling previous clients. It's always fun to get back in touch with previous clients. And then Friday is really cold calling, um, getting out there, meeting new business people, builders, etc. So that's kind of the theme days, and we're going to go over every one of those in detail in particular after we get uh, through these questions. I don't know if we're running into some technical difficulties here with questions. <laughs> Kevin, we have any? Or you want me to keep going into uh, my next topic? Well, we do have our first question, and that question comes from Michelle. Michelle, your line right. is open. All right. I was just wondering, on your tracker, do you put that on a dry erase board so that it's hanging in your office? Do you have it on in a notebook, how do you have that in your vision every day? Sure. So we, we I have it in a notebook. We kind of keep them where I can just flip through um, old lead trackers. Um, so we have one every month. So our leads will go on there, and we'll, have, we'll track all of our leads for one month, and then obviously we'll keep our transactions on there too to see how many we got out of there. Um, but then the next month I start a whole new one. So it's just kind of in um, – you can have it in a little clipboard, um, have it in a – um, notebook, we keep it in our, our Blue Beast, which we use, um, but your lead tracker just, to me, it has to be, I don't like it on a dry eraser board because then it's going to be gone. I like it on paper. Um, I know it's obviously, you know, uh, very um, antiquated, but it's just super simple. Um, I think you just keep them um, on a piece of paper that's your lead tracker and then just kind of flip over the next month, and then you can always go back and check your previous month. So that's why we, we keep them kind of in a notebook. Okay. All right. Thanks. You're welcome. All right. Our next question will come from Matt. Matt, your line is open. Oh, good. Hi, Phil. Hey, Matt. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Can you really quickly just kind of recap for us again the circ circling the name process and also when you exhaust the lead? So, for example, California, sometimes we're, we're, we're staying with clients for five or six or seven months before we even start that process. So, that lead is going to be a lot longer, I think. Um, when, at what point do you say, I've exhausted it? You said, is it, did you say seven calls, or at what point do you say, I'm going to let this person go? Yeah, so, I mean, a lot of it depends. If you get in touch with them one or two or three times, then you lose contact. But I think a minimum, before you cut, um, cut it off, I think it needs to be 12 times without any, without any phone calls back. I think if you call them 12 times, then that's my cutoff, because I think really when you look at it, uh, statistics show that sales can be made between, you know, 80% between that 5th and 12th. Can sales still be made after that 12th? Yes. But when you, I'm always at numbers and percentage, guys, so I think 12th. Um, I think that's when you exhaust them. Now, I'm my lead tracker. If there's someone that says, don't ever call me again, or, hey, I'm, I'm never, ever buying and selling, or, you know, um, I'm, I'm moving to California with Matt compared to North Carolina with you, I'm going to cross them off that list. 
So if they say, hey, we're, we're, we're not going to do business, I'll cross it off. Now, if someone says, hey, I'm listing with so-and-so, be honest with you, I put it in a tickler to follow up in six months to check the listing to see if did it sell. If not, I'm calling them back again like, hey, that didn't work out right the first time. I'm, I can get it sold for you this time. So that's how we track them. And a lot of it depends on communication. If you're keeping communication alive, like, for example, say you might have someone, Matt, that what they're looking for is not in the market. We have low inventory right now, and you guys might too. Um, so to me, that's still a hot lead. If you find something, they're going to buy it. I keep them circled and then keep in communication with them. And there might be more than 12 conversations because, you know, we're talking to them a lot. You might be talking to them once a month on Wednesdays, you know, for your leads or, you know, once a week, once a month, whatever that might be. Um, you're keeping in touch with them. You might have more than 12 conversations. I was just looking at one that I called and they haven't bought anything yet. They're looking at relocating from out of town 23 times, 23 calls. Some of those were conversations. It wasn't you know, blank calls, but there's been conversations, there's been showings, there's that kind of stuff in between. So to me, if, if you get 12 times no calls back, but here's the thing is a lot of times I think we're not saying the right thing when we call. For example, to me, if someone's inquiring on a property, instead of saying, hey, give me a call back, we'll schedule time to see the property, I think if we say that, the chances of them calling us back are less than if we said, hey, that property that you inquired about, I got something really cool I want to tell you about that property, call me ASAP. They're going to call you back because then you have something they want. And then you just find something in that listing that looks really cool to tell them about. So you always have to have some type of carrot to why they have to call you back. All right? Yeah. For example, if you know the commute to their work is getting old and they, don't, and they really can't stand that hour and a half drive and they want to get closer, hey, just checking in. Um, I know you really wanted to you know, make a move. I know it's been you know, three months of you still making that long commute. Just want to check in and see how that's going. Not selling property. Hey, how's that commute going? So you always need to make sure, hey, you know what, I know, you know, the baby was, you know, due in December, just want to see how things are going. Um, I know obviously it takes a while to get settled in with the baby, just want to call and see how, how everything's going. You know, so just finding out what the reason is and, and having an, another reason besides let's go see a property, let's go list your property to call you back. Yeah, okay. All right, does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what did you say about the circle? You're circling a name, Why? Yes, yeah, so you're circling if, if it's hot. If you're if if pretty much I said to you, hey Matt, I'm you know I'm relocating from North Carolina out to California. I'm gonna come see you. Um, it's gonna be sometime in this next year, but you're my guy. To me, that's a hot lead. Thank you. If you know that you're gonna be, you know, you need to make sure you're keeping in touch with me, not just saying, okay, Phil, we'll talk to you later. Call me when you're ready. You need to call me because I'm a lead that said you're my guy. Okay, perfect. So it's a hot lead. If, now someone says the same thing, I'm gonna buy and sell. Or, or, for example, if you know, hey, it's a big $2 million sale and you really want, it's hot, you know they're selling in the next, you know, 60 days, but they haven't committed to you, you need to call them, too. To me, that's still a hot lead, too. If you know someone looking to do something quickly and you're trying to get them to lock up with you, that's a hot lead. Okay. Perfect. So someone, someone that you know you want to continue to go after that you know, like someone you haven't talked to yet, you can't circle it yet. You know, because, I mean, you haven't really know anything about it. So it's, it is, it might be a hot lead if someone you referred to you, but they haven't called you back. You don't know what's going on. To me, it's not a hot lead yet. So. Got it. Thank All you, right. Bill. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right. Our next question will come from Randy. Randy, your line is open. Awesome. Hey, thanks, Bill, for taking my call. We appreciate it. Randy in Michigan. Hey, Randy. Do you use a, a CRM at all? And if you do, the reason I'm asking is, you know, we're, we just joined the, uh, the next 24, and we've got a lot of our leads in a CRM. Do you move those over into the Blue Beast, or 
you know, so, so, this is, so this is what we do. I mean, all of our leads come in um, through Boomtown. That's the, that's the lead CRM that we use. I use Boomtown because it's kind of the back end of my website. So I want to make sure everyone is searching on my website that comes in as lead, cold, warm, whatever it is. All our cold leads automatically go there, but our warm ones we input. And then we actually enter them onto our lead tracker. And our lead tracker is electronic, and then we print it out. So I have, I have a sheet in hand. Um, so yeah, to me, they are on, um, my Boomtown CRM. So we will track calls there so I can document every call. That's the only thing a lead tracker doesn't do. And there's really nowhere to put notes of conversation. So my notes of conversations is in my CRM, which for me is Boomtown. Okay. Awesome. That's what we need to know. Thank you. Perfect. But yeah, make sure, make sure we're tracking them on the, on the um, lead tracker to build to make sure that'll help us with conversion and make sure how we're, how many we're getting in and how are we converting them more conversion ratio are we at got it thanks a million Perfect. thanks randy all right our next question will come from doug doug your line is open hey good afternoon uh hey could you elaborate, could you elaborate a little bit on the, the video um uh component do you is it a do you do you customize it? Is it is it pre-recorded that you just send out? And what do you what did you use to uh, to create it? Sure, yeah. So to me, it, uh, we we actually um, do them. They're kind of just a set video. It's not customized for that person. We might custom we customize the text in the in the email from we use BombBomb to send out our videos. So a lot of my videos I just record through BombBomb, but I did have a professional uh, videographer come in, and we have set videos like, for example, hey, thank you for your inquiry video, which, again, introduces them to the team, um, you know, and then has some testimonials at the end. So it's just a set video. Hey, thank you very much for registering on my website. We look forward to helping you buying and selling needs. Um, and obviously just talks just quickly about the team and then some testimonials. I think it's only like 30, 40 seconds um, of a video, but it just – set standard video. Same thing with thank you for your referral. Um, just, hey, thank you very much for trusting, you know, me and my team with your referral. I greatly appreciate it. Um, appreciate everything and appreciate our relationship. And then that video just goes out. Um, they will send the name um, and thanking them in the body text. But, some, you know, you get to a level where some stuff has to be more automated and it can't be. I'd love to record a video every time everyone comes in. But for us, we're tracking about 150, 160 leads, and that would be a little more difficult for me to do. So, sure. But so that that's kind of and we have it now. When I had the videographer, I even said it like I have a pre-listing video that goes out before I go to listing. We have ones that that go out once they go they they go from uh, signing up on a listing. Once they go from contract to closing period, um, there's videos that I've recorded. It's stuff that we continuously do, telling people about home inspections and the process, talking about the appraisal and that process, talking about the closing process. When we anytime I answer a question more than once, I'm recording a video on it. Just to, just to make time easier. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. All right. And our final question at this time will come from Ken. Ken, your line is open. Hey, Phil. Thanks for uh, having the call today. We appreciate it. Uh, one of Thank the Ken. callers answered one of my questions about where you uh, keep notes on your conversations with people. It sounds like even after a lead engages with you, you're continuing to track the number of times you call them on your lead tracker. Is that right? That's correct. To me, I mean, until, until we convert it and it becomes a you know, start or fill in your circle, I mean, I, you need to track those calls. You do. You need to track okay, those so calls. Explain the, the star and the fill in the circle. Yeah, so on our lead tracker, 
Um, there's, you know, numbers, and I think we can fit 25 leads on each lead tracker. So, you know, their name, say whoever, say Joe Smith is number one. So to me, if Joe Smith says, hey, I'm selling my million-dollar house this next spring, um, and I'm interviewing you and one other agent, to me that's a hot lead. I'm circling that lead. Um, so I'm continuing to call Joe until and I get that listing appointment, great. Um, once he, I, he signs with me, then I fill it in, and that becomes a transaction. So I know to go back, hey, out of my 25 leads, I did 10 transactions. Or out of my 50, if I had two, my 50, I did 25, um, whatever that might be. So transaction means, you know, a buyer that signed a buyer, you know, not a buyer's agency agreement, but an actual contract, you fill it in. Um, anyone who signs a listing agreement with you, you, you fill it in. Does that make sense? And the star? Oh, star. It's either star or fill it in, however you fill it. I, I don't know why. I like to fill the whole circle in. Some people star it, oh. so you can do either one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sorry. So it's really just a circle, and you can either do a star or fill in the whole circle. Okay. And, then, and that becomes uh, a transaction. The, the 12 calls uh, with no response before you give up, over what period of time are you trying to um, get those 12 calls in? So um, when the lead first comes in for the next five days, we call them, we, um, call them twice the first day, and then we call them once for the next five days, um, and then we're every other day. And then, and then the last two, I think, are like a week out and then another week out. Okay. And there's times where we don't give up. It's, I mean, at 12 is, is, is really after. But, again, if there's a big one, you know, that it could be a possibility, I mean, we're calling them more often. We're calling them more often than that, and we're probably calling them longer than that. But that's right. kind of the typical set stage. If we, I mean, again, like any process, you're going to process and you're going to do it probably 80 or 90% of the time. There's times when you miss it, whether we didn't get all 12, and there's times when we call more than 12. But that's, that's kind of our goal that we shoot for, our metric that we shoot for. And it's spread over probably, I would say, a little over, when everything's said and done, probably about a little over a month of calls. Got it. Thank that you. help? Yes. Perfect. All right. Is that the last question in that section, Kevin? That is the last question. All right, so we're going to go into theme days, and this is um, and we're talking about tracking leads, but this is how we get leads. So Monday is a huge, huge day. All right, we're always looking for channel accounts. You know, before the core, I was looking at a client that's looking to buy and sell as a one-off transaction. Well, now we're looking at more channel accounts, more relationships. You want someone who you know maybe could send you, you know, two or three a year. Maybe one someone who could send you one a month. Um, you want someone that can send you multiple. On transactions, these are going to be your VIPs, people that know you, like you, but have the resource to talk to a lot of other people. They might have a lot of clients. They might just be a connector. So people on this VIP list, and when we build our VIP list on Fridays, we do make cold calls, and we use what they call our 10-4 form. We want to call 10 cold call business people that we know could possibly be a channel account. The reason why we do 10 is that not every one of those is going to be someone that you connect with. Not every one of those is going to be a channel account, but we're going to try and shoot for some channel accounts and people that we know. If we have 50 people that are very important to us that we know are connectors, just think about this. If you can get one, one all year from these 50 people, that's 50 deals. That's 50 transactions, 50 right out of this list. If they're on this list, then you should be able to get a minimum of one from them. All right, if they're on this list, should be getting a minimum of one transaction per year. So these people are going to be other business people. Could be an estate attorney, divorce attorney, financial planners, 
people in human, and those are people that have a lot of clients similar to us. They might have three, four, five hundred clients or more. Um, human resources people, people relocating to your area. Um, obviously, anyone in recruiting, that's another one. Assisted living, a lot of people go into assisted living, need to sell their house. So any contacts in assisted living. Um, accountants, they have a ton of clients, especially this time of year between now and, and April. They're going to have a lot of people that, that come through their door that talk to them. Um, any insurance agent, commercial, residential, um, anyone doing insurance, again, they have a lot of clients. Builders is huge. We talked a little bit about that. Um, and for me, I really like connectors. Anyone that you know, might, it might be a stay-at-home mom that's just involved in so many things that really knows you, likes you, that will refer you out to everybody. So to me, those are people that need to be in your VIP list. And it's not just some random person that you put in your VIP list. Um, you want them to build up and get into your VIP list. Um, someone that you, you know that has a lot of connections, that knows you, likes you, and will refer you out. Okay, um, we're just calling them on Monday, um, asking them how their weekend was, um, and just touching base with them. Kind of when you're making that phone call, it's as if you were calling your your, your buddy. Hey, how did it go? How, hey, what did you think about the Super Bowl? Um, a pretty crappy, uneventful game. Um, who was your team? Did you like who won? Um, how do you think about the What do you think about the commercials? Any of those conversations, um, and then I, hey, how's business? How's business going? How can I help you? I'm always looking when I'm making those cold calls to business people, and even when I'm calling my business people on Mondays, is how can I, can I help you with anything? We're all, a lot of us are always, hey, can you refer someone to me? I'm always with a lending hand. How can I help you? Is there anything I can do for you for your business today? And, they might, and we might almost always think, oh, they need leads. All right? I was just at a BNI meeting um, this past week, and half of the people – they were to the point where they had enough business. They needed more staff people on their team. They needed more um, laborers on their team. So that was their request for help. So don't always assume they need more business. They might need another office space. They might need, um, they might need a connection for a printer person, and you might be able to connect that person. So don't always assume that all they want is business, all right, because um, that's all I guess we want at times, and we're always wanting to ask for it. So, um but we do want to ask them for business, too, because typically if you ask them how I can help you, they're going to ask you the same thing, how can I help you. And for me right now, if someone asks me that, inventory is super low. I have a ton of buyers that need properties. If you know anyone that would love to tap into their equity and sell, I have a ton of buyers. Have them call me as soon as possible. To me, that's what I'm looking for right now. That to those times, that changes depending on um, what's going on. So there's times when inventory is high and we need buyers. Um, so there's times when I need team members, and I'm going to tell people that's what I need. So always don't assume. Just ask how you can help and what they need. So these VIP people, we're calling 12 of them every Monday, so we're getting through that list and not calling every one of them every Monday, where then it just gets to be too many calls. So 12 of them, um, we want to make sure they're on our birthday program. We're sending them a card on their birthday. Uh, we're sending them a little gift on their birthday. Um, so I send cookies, little, little cookie cakes is what I send, um, and then making sure that we're sending them our letter of the heart. And our letter of heart, um, if you guys aren't doing it, I, mean, I know there's a lot of people that are actually students in the court not doing this. Your letter of the heart needs to be a personalized 
note from you. Can talk a little bit about real estate, but needs to need more about you. People are going to do business with you because they like you and know you, and it's almost like something you would put as a Facebook post, all right? So letter from the heart that needs to go out once a month, and that needs to be to, to your top 50 VIPs. I also send it to my previous clients, too. Um, you need to also send out your evidence of success, and an evidence of success is, hey, I just sold this house in two days. I sold this house with multiple offers. I sold this house over appraised value. Whatever that might be, all right, that needs to be in there. Or, hey, I sold this house that was listed with two other agents for three years. I got it sold. Um, your evidence of success needs to go out. So they also need to know you on a personal level, but they need to know, hey, I, I do a lot of business. So they need to understand and know those two things. Um, we also have a monthly happy hour, and our VIPs invited to our monthly happy hour. That is huge and important. Um, you want to make sure a couple things with happy hour. And when I first started doing my happy hours, I love hanging out, having a party. I didn't limit drinks. Not good. And not even just from a monetary thing, you do not want people getting drunk. So we max two. We do tickets. Give everyone two tickets. We have some appetizers. They want more. That's on them. But two tickets max for drinks is what we do at our happy hours. Um, we also have um, random events throughout the year. A lot of our events are more for kids, so we get to know um, a little bit more about them, their families. We do a pumpkin patch event. We do a Santa and a movie event. We do an Easter egg hunt. Um, we do um, pie giveaways for Thanksgiving. They have to come in the office, come pick up their pie. We had a lot of great conversations there. Going back to videos, I do a lot of videos to these people. Um, sometimes it's about business. Sometimes it's about Real estate, sometimes it's just about fun stuff going on. I did a football pick em. Um Every week they can put in their picks for, you know, picking all every game. And whoever won, I donated $100 to their charity choice. No entry, didn't have to enter, just have some fun. I do the same with March Madness coming up. Um, again, I'm in front of them with my bomb bomb video, just something fun. I'm giving money to charity. I love to give money away to charity anyway. So to me, I'd rather have... My VIPs, my previous clients, my database picking their charities, they love it, all right? So that's another um, thing that I recommend uh, doing is, is adding videos in that process too. So we're going to move on. Tuesdays. Tuesdays is making our status calls, all right? Making our status calls. Before the core, never did this, all right? Never did this. So they were just under contract, and there was so much. Besides, if we we're talking about repairs or whatever, um, but I'm going to tell you a story before making my status calls. Um, I had someone that we put their house under contract, sold it in days. They loved us, loved us, referred us people. They went under contract in a new construction home. Typical new construction in our area takes about five to six months. No communication in five to six months. I was away out of town. I get a call from them saying, hey, you were awesome on our sale. It's been six months. Haven't heard from you. Just want you to know. Closing is next week. You probably want to know so you can come pick up your check. Thanks. Have a great day. And that was it. Called them back, apologized. I took care of it. Um, we actually gave them, um, said, hey, what can I do to make this right? My fault. I'm changing my process. I'm going to call my clients, especially ones throughout that long, expanded construction process. Got them a fridge. Happy client. He has referred us again. Came back to us. There's no, I said, I can't take back the past. I'm going to change it from here. I make status calls religiously, me and my team. The way I do it, a little different than some, my team calls them on Monday because a lot of people want to know what's going on with their showings from the weekend. Um, a lot of people just want to hear from me on Monday after the weekend when they've been talking to their spouse about their real estate buying and selling. All right? So my team calls on Monday. Nine times out of ten, they take care of any issue and problem. So when I call on Tuesdays is 
All I do is ask, hey, is my team taking great care of you? Yeah, they're awesome. They just called me yesterday. I needed this and that. They took care of it. So then I can just ask for a referral. Hey, is there anyone else that me and my team can take great care of? Just like we, we love great clients like you to work with and, and, and just take great care of them. So we're, I'm asking for referrals on Tuesday, too. Not just giving them an update. I'm asking for referrals, and we need to make sure you do My team knows this, too. So they might be asking on Monday. They're letting me know that, hey, last time I talked to them, they said their neighbor across the street. They didn't give me the name, but ask them about the neighbor across the street. My team will let me know. So when I make that status call, I'm asking for business. So, so many times. And, and, and a lot of people are like, well, I hate calling my sellers who are not under contract. Here's the thing. I ask them for business, too. Sounds crazy, but I set it up in my listing presentation that, hey, um, I, I leave them a form. I, we need your help form. Hey, uh, this is the way I get a lot of buyers and sellers and buyers for houses like yours. I'm always asking people for referrals. During this process, I'm going to ask you referrals because I'm going to ask everyone else that I have listed, every other buyer and seller that I'm working with, if they know anyone looking to buy and sell, and I might be able to find a buyer for your house that way. So I'm going to ask you the same thing about um, if you know anyone looking to buy or sell that I could probably put into one of my other listings. So um, I set the stage, so I'm just asking them, hey, how, I, how we talked about in our, our um, listing presentation, I know we're not having a whole lot of activity, but be honest with you, we're above the market stats. Everyone else in your neighborhood had, had two showings this last week. We had four, so we are above average in your neighborhood, which I'm super happy about. So I'm giving them stats and then obviously still asking for that referral, even if we're not under contract. Sounds crazy. But if you set that expectation up front, you can ask them for business throughout the process, right? So that's making sure that we're doing that and asking for business. Anytime there's a compliment, your team needs to know. If they get a compliment, they compliment you, they need to ask for business. It's not just you out there asking for that business, all right? Wednesday. So this is really when we pull out um, our lead trackers, old lead trackers calling our hot leads. So we need to call our hot leads old leads, making sure we're keeping in touch with them um, and just reaching out to them. And this is really the lead tracker going back. And to me, I call the ones that are circled first to make sure those ones are hot. Then I go into cold next. So I go hot first and then cold. That's how I call my leads. Um, in my theme days and what we do, you know, the rest of my team, my buyer's agents are doing the same exact thing. So just because you're doing it, um, you know, don't assume your, your, your team is doing it. Make sure they're, they're on the same board and know, like, my, my morning meeting that I have, it has the theme day right up top. So I know everyone knows what the theme day is every day of the week. So make sure we're calling our leads on Wednesdays. Be honest with you, I call them even more often than Wednesdays because if there's someone I know I need to follow up more often, I'm not just waiting until next Wednesday to call them. So I'm calling them more often than just Wednesdays. But Wednesday, your day needs to be set to calling your leads. So for me, I've called half of them. Um, right after this call, I'm going to call the other half. So um, obviously scheduling this call, not typical um, Wednesday for me, so I need to make sure I need to adjust my schedule. Never, ever move your calls out of your schedule, especially leads. Leads are number one. My team knows there might be someone that's dying about their repair request and negotiations, but to me, if a lead comes in, the lead gets called first. My team understands that. They don't distract me. Leads, they know leads are first. They're going to distract me if I need to call leads and I'm making my phone calls. They know the importance of me making my phone calls and us generating leads because that's kind of, that's job security for them, understanding that leads are job security for them. So Wednesday's at calling our leads. So Thursday, Thursday's a fun day calling our previous clients, all right? I want you guys to know these stats. Typically, the national average is that Buyers will move every five to seven years. Those buyers you put in a home are going to sell 
within five to seven years. So the stats come out to be, if you've been in this business a while, 15% of your previous clients will move every year. So if you've helped over, say, let's say 1,000 clients, you've been in it a while, 1,000, I've helped, I think, I think our number is almost at like close to 3,000 now. So 1,000 clients, if 15% move every year, that's 150, all right, 150 transactions that should come out every year. So if you get 50 from your top 50 VIP, you get 150 from your previous clients, there's 200 transactions, 200, all right, super easy, sounds easy, right? 200. We close anywhere from 250 to 300 per year. All right, but out of those, that is huge. And previous clients are a big one for me. Them either previous clients referring in or coming back to us from for business. Um, but prior to the core, there was previous clients that called me back that I was so busy with cold leads that I didn't even get to them. My business has totally changed. So um, on Thursdays, you pick a letter of the week. Let's say you know A's. You're going to call through all of your A's of previous clients and just reach out to them. I use Ford, family, occupation, recreation, and dreams. That's what that conversation needs to be about, okay? Because some of them you haven't talked to in a while. We also need to make sure we're making our anniversary calls to our previous clients. Every year on that day they bought that house, you call them, all right? Call them about their anniversary. Um, I'm also always talking to them, hey, what improvements you made to the house? Have you done anything to the house? You talked about redoing that kitchen. Did you get a chance to do that? Do you need any referrals for that, all right? I also put my previous clients in my birthday program. Um, if you're not doing that, I think it's huge. I know our VIPs are important, but I put them into my birthday program. Some get a card, some get a cookie cake, some get a gift. It just depends on, I have everyone at different levels throughout that birthday program. So that's huge, just making sure that you include them in that. Um, I also still include all of, not all of them, but I have my top previous clients that I, that I invite to my happy hours, right? I send them all, not all of them, but again, I have selected within my top previous clients that I send a letter of the heart. I send evidence of success to all of them. Um, we talked about that earlier. And then same thing with inviting them to my events, my pumpkin patch, stand in a movie, Easter egg hunt, pie giveaway. They're included on that. The videos, the pick them, um, and the March Madness, and all my other videos about what's going on um, are on there, which is super huge. We just had our tax reevaluation come out. So I sent it to everyone on my database. Hey, if you have any questions on your tax reevaluation, um, or everyone's went up, if you want to tap out and get some of your equity, um, feel free to call me. We can help with that too. So that's all my video was. Really quick, but I got out and a ton of people in front of a ton of people um, saw my face, heard I'm there to help them with whatever they need. If they want to, obviously try and rebuke the tax evaluation. If they want to sell their house, whatever they need, I'm here for them. So. Um, that was a video sent to my previous clients. So making sure we're taking care of our previous clients. That could be a lot. I want every one of you to write down how many previous clients you helped and take 15%. That's a big number, and I know every one of you can do it, all right? So look at that number, and every Thursday, look at that number to make sure you're calling your previous clients, all right? If you see that amount of transactions, and then you can do that, the thing that's even more fun, find out your average price point. Find out your average um, net per deal. Put that on there times 150 or whatever that number is. It's a big number. Call your previous clients on Thursday, all right? That's stuff that will make you make those phone calls when you see those big numbers in front of you. Um, so Fridays, we're going to finish out the week on Fridays. This is when we're going to try and fill our 10-4 form and get more new business people that we can put in and possibly be channel accounts, um, which is going to be huge. Um, for me, 
Um, I, I like builder reps too. Um, and again, not every builder rep or builder out there needs the same things. I'm always trying to find out what they need. So I'm visiting my builders. I'm always liking to get in front of them because they have a lot of clients coming in and out of their models, a lot of clients calling them that they may or may not be able to help. They might have clients that have a house to sell. So I'm getting in front of a lot of builders. Some of them are builders that have already have a channel accounts, and then I'm getting out to some new ones. So um, that's what I do on Fridays. We make sure we're getting out to new business people. And I think if we get face-to-face with them, that's even better than making phone calls. But at least at a minimum, making some phone calls. So for me, out of all these lead sources, um, which is huge for me, as previous clients I mentioned earlier, previous clients referring um, other friends that they know, PCRs, um, and then personal friends. And that's just because I'm really active with my previous clients. I'm active with uh, my personal friends. Um, Builders is another source, um, and obviously um, my VIP business people is another one. but obviously, that's warm business. We want to make sure 75% is coming from warm, um, you know, 20, 25% from that ad business. So I'm going to open it up on any questions on theme days, any questions on, you know, who to call, when to call, what to say, um, anything you have on theme days. You're going to start one. You're going to go back into the queue so I can answer any questions on that, on theme days. And I tell you right now, if you just tracked all your leads, just did these theme days and made phone calls. So many of my students, too, their call days don't happen. Whether they get busy, whether they get – most of the time they get distracted. Their team distracts them, all right, or whether they have all these other appointments. But when I have to coach them for an hour on Thursdays, they show up to the call and nobody interrupts them. I told them, treat every one of your green time call times as if it was your core call, all right? Make the phone calls. Don't let anyone interrupt you. I have a sign on my door anytime I am making my phone calls. I have a sign on my door when I'm doing this call right now or I'm doing core coaching calls. No one's coming to interrupt me. It's the same with my calls, and your calls need to be the same way. Your team needs to know they can't come in and interrupt you. The only time they know they can come in and interrupt me, and they'd come now. If there's some big family emergency, something happens to my family, come on in. All right? Come on in. That's the only time. So um, they need to understand that. And, and, and it doesn't need to be some, um, you know, situation with repairs. Um, doesn't need to be in a situation of uh, closing that happening. And we can, I'll deal with that once we get done. All right? I'll deal with that once we get done with my phone calls. Because if I'm not making my phone calls, we won't have those problems to take care of. All right? Um, and they won't have, obviously, job security. So we're going to open the queue for star one. Any questions on theme days? Um, Kevin, do we have anyone there with any questions? We have another question from Ken. Ken, your line is open. Ken, do you have a question for us? Sorry, uh, no, not at this time. Thanks. All right. I'll move on to the next question. And that question will come from Holly. Holly, your line is open. Go Patriots. Oh, no. Don't tell me you, 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 you got on the call just for that. I did. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I love you, Philly. Okay, so. It was such a horrible game. No, it wasn't. It was awesome. Uneventful. <laughs> I was peeing my pants. Okay. Can you please um, elaborate a little bit more on the 10-4? I had a new epiphany that this is basically we're calling to fill a bench for our whale list, and that's the purpose of this. How do you, how do you like a couple of, I know you've said this a million times, but a couple of icebreakers of getting in there, it's always easier with a triangle of trust. So 
are you asking like your past clients on Thursdays for people or where are you pulling this list from? Because I need new people. I'm dried up. Yeah, so um, I'm always looking um, and asking people. Like, for example, I, one of my VIP calls um, was to one of my builder reps. And just say, and the thing is, I ask him, hey, is there anyone else that you know that I should that I should know, or anyone else I should reach out to? And he's like, my financial planner, I think, would be great. Um, he's like you, always setting goals and trying to do more. Awesome, what's his name? And I got that information. Um, so I'm always asking people. That is correct. Um, another source I use is LinkedIn. So if you want to find someone in a specific industry, um, use LinkedIn. LinkedIn will allow you to find people that, that know that other person. I always like some type of triangle for trust, and then I'll call that, that person and say, hey, do you mind if I see that you're connected to so-and-so who's HR with the Hornets? Do you mind if I use your name, or do you mind reaching out and helping me with that introduction? So I use kind of some more of those connections. Um, and for me, builders is big, so I'm just going, I track um, you know, the builders and find out which reps are in which model and go visit them. Um, so to me, builders are huge. Um, and, for, and, and then also, if there's a certain industry you want to go after, just find out. You can always get lists in industries. I can find out where all the assisted living places are. Go visit them. Um, or you can get a list of um, you know, state attorneys. Those are a little more cold, and those are a little more, more difficult, Holly. I always like the triangle for trust, and the majority of mine are more of a triangle for trust. Um, I'm actually looking at mine right now. Um, one of them, I listed a house, and I'm looking through my 10-4, which is full right here, was a um, – a business owner that was next door. He does social media stuff. Um, uh, financial planner through Rotary was another one. Um, another, his other one, I'm looking for a sign company. To me, when you're looking for a, my sign company moves out of the area, um, to me, I'm looking at that relationship where, hey, it's not going to be one way. I'm going to order a lot of signs, but I want, I want a business relationship that we're helping one another out. Um, another was a new builder rep, one of my builders. Um, lenders, I know, I know a lot of times that lenders are calling us for business. It's, there's nothing wrong with asking them for business. That's the first thing. When a lender comes in with their handout and tells them about their program and they want business, to me that's another source saying, hey, I'd love to do business with you. The guys that are on my list came to me with the deal first. Um, I'm, I have a great relationship with these current lenders. Um, to have a relationship with you, you're going to have to start the relationship. You send me one, I'll guarantee I send you three. If we like our relationship, we'll continue to work together. So that's kind of how... I handle it with lenders. Um, who else I got on my list right here? Um, contractors. I'm always looking for great new contractors. Um, another one was a divorce attorney who one of my other VIP attorneys referred me to. Um, and then um, another Rotary guy. He came to talk at our Rotary, and he was uh, wrote a, a book. Um, so I reached out to him. And another um, new builder that I was trying to break into, one of my builder reps went to a different builder, and she introduced me to her, her manager. So I'm hoping to get in, and that will be another – 20 people that I can put my 10-4, there's 20 more builder reps there. So I'm always looking for a connection that knows someone. My 10-4 my is not as cold as, as it used to be. Um, so, yes, you want to build that that to be your VIP. And, and there's going to be some of them you just cross out, like this person, we won't, we won't ever get along. They're never going to send me any business, cross them out. But there's some people that you might want to continue to work on to try and get them on that list. And sometimes you need to make sure you have a process. Call them, you know, send a note to them, send the gifts to them. You know, um, try and get up to them with face-to-face for coffee, lunch. Um, get, they're always going to call you back if you send them a gift. They will call, I, I, if someone doesn't call you back after sending them a gift, probably not going to send you business, probably don't need to do business with them. But they will call you back if you send a gift, all right? Does that help at all, Holly? Yeah, totally. Thank you. Awesome. All right. And our final question will come from Kim. Kim, your line is open. 
All right. Hey, yeah, so I'm a new agent, so how do you suggest getting traction right out of the gate? So traction right out of the gate is get involved. Get involved in things you like. Like I mentioned to you, like I'm in Rotary. Um, I, um, I'm in uh, my fitness group, um, which a lot of business from there, my church, um, and coaching my kids. Those are things I like to do, so I don't get involved in them for real estate, but you're going to get involved with them to meet people, and then they're going to know that you do real estate. So get involved, um, and then try to continue to make more business connections. You might want to make business connections with people on your same level that are just starting the business, but you want to get involved. Um, that's what I tell people. Get, but get involved in stuff you like. I can't stand reading. I do read business books, and it's so hard for me to do it. I'd rather do them on audio, which I do, but I can't go join a book club. If I join a book club, they're going to know I'm just joining the book club just to join the book club and hopefully get some business out of it. So you want to join stuff that you enjoy doing, you know, whatever that might be. So you have to join. And, and, and BNI is another great one. It's hard, really hard as a realtor to get into a BNI. You could always start a new BNI group. Um, so there's, you just have to get involved in different things. Get involved in your chamber of commerce. You meet a ton of business people there. So chamber of commerce is another big one. Um, and it's really just calling people. And the other thing I always ask people is this. Other business owners that are successful, you call them and say, hey, I'm just starting out as being a realtor. You are a very successful business person. Can you tell me what made you successful? Because I would love to try and do the same thing in my business. And if you're interested in them, they're going to be interested in you. So a lot of us are just out there trying to be interesting and not be interested. So if there's, there's people that are high-profile high business owners, high-profile people in your community, and if you reach out to them and tell them how proud of you, you are of their success and that you want to know what made them successful, they will talk to you. That's another line to use even for your, your VIP list, all right? Just, just asking how they got successful. Because if someone called and said that to me, I'm going to talk to them. I don't care who it is. If they say, hey, I want to talk to you about how, what made you successful, I'm starting on a new business, I don't care what business it is, I will talk to them if they called me up, all right? So make those phone calls to whoever they might be that's successful, but get involved. Get involved in your community. Get involved in things you enjoy doing, and you're going to meet more people, and just make sure everybody knows what you're doing, and then you'll eventually be able to build your database of VIP people that you think could refer you out. Your previous client list is obviously going to be small, and that might be a day, again, you're just – Maybe bumping it up again and calling more people that would, you're going to try and get on your VIP list. That would be the thing that I changed there. All right? Does that make sense? Perfect. Yeah, it does. Thank you. Awesome. And at this time, we have no other questions. All right. So we are about out of time. So a um, couple of quick things I wanted to end with. Um, really make sure you're tracking your leads, seeing where most of your business is coming from. A lot of people aren't doing that. Look back and really on your lead trackers, if there are certain sections that you're not getting leads from, you need to make sure you're doing it. When I got in the core, I got zero builder business. Dayton kept pushing me. I said it doesn't work on my market. kept pushing me. It was zero, zero, zero. And now it's every year it's continued to increase because I made a point to look at it made a point to make it an intention to visit more builders and talk to them. It just doesn't happen by osmosis. You need to go out and work hard and get it. Um, so make sure that you're doing that, just finding out what lead sources aren't, aren't working um, and you're not getting leads from and you need to make sure you're doing it. Um, so just find out what, that, what source you're going to concentrate on, right? And then I want you to write down three things that you're going to implement to increase your leads from that source. 
And, you, and it needs to be things that you can track to make sure, did you do it or didn't you do it? Did you do it this week or didn't you do it this week? So making sure you're writing that down, all right? Um, hopefully this call will allow you guys to generate more leads and convert at a higher level. Um, the bottom line is it's hard work. I still do it, and a lot of people just say, oh, he probably doesn't make any phone calls anymore. He probably sits back and leads come in. I make my phone calls. I, on our greatness tracker, we're supposed to be at 60. I'm usually anywhere from 80 to 90. Um, I think last week I was at over 90 both weeks in a row, last two weeks um, that I looked, just looked at my greatness tracker. So minimum 60. Um, really, to be able to do that, I think you need to make 30 outbound phone calls today. It needs to be about 30 outbound phone calls, which should result in 60 to 80. Um, newer in the business, I had someone that was new, make more phone calls, all right, because your conversion is probably going to be less. You need even more leads. So the more phone calls you make, the more of those appointments you get face-to-face with, the higher conversion you're going to have to be. It's, it's not hard. It's pretty basic. But make your phone calls, ask for business, ask for referrals, and it will come. All right? I want you guys to have a great 2019. Um, take care. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This officially ends the call. You may now disconnect.